You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. A little quick side note about our friend Todd. He's uh, away. He's going to actually be away for, uh, I guess, the rest of our festivities later this week. Um, yeah. But for for good reason. I don't, I don't want to go into his personal details, but uh, just know that we wish him well and hopefully everything will be fine. Absolutely. Uh, but we did bring along a, a special guest today. Uh, you may not know her from the podcast world yet, but she is uh, definitely someone you may know if you follow us on YouTube. Uh, she is my co-host on Save the Flavor and my newest co-host on Cider Nail. Please welcome Katrina White. Hello. <laughs> welcome. She will also be joining us a little later this week when we uh, head down to PAX, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, Katrina, you and I are kind of uh, batting around an idea. I figure we can kind of go ahead and do a do a little announcement right now. So you want to tell everyone about that? Yes, uh, we are going to be doing a podcast called Inspired by a Weeaboo. And for those of you who don't know. A weeaboo is somebody who is obsessed with Japanese culture, more specifically uh, manga and anime, which I am. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be doing a podcast where the entire premises of it is I will lay out different animes and I will get Steven to watch them with me and see if he can fall in love with them the same way that I love them. I figured it would be an interesting uh, experiment. I mean, I I don't I won't say that I dislike anime. I'm just not into it. Like there are some that I can get into, you know. Like I've watched because the premise really catches my interest. Uh, like I will argue day in day out that Akira is the greatest anime of all time, but that's just my preference. But I've never watched a, a lot of anime, and there's so many out there. So the idea is. Can someone who doesn't have the same appreciation as someone who truly loves it and is into it find what makes it appealing? You know, can, will I get into it? So I think it'll be a fun experiment, and we're gonna we're gonna start with um, some simple anime. You know, not because we we did some research, and oh my god, some <laughs> run hundreds upon hundreds of episodes, and then there are some shorter ones. So we're gonna start with some of the smaller ones, kind of get through it. And uh, the idea is we'll probably post on a weekly basis. And then maybe if we get into some of the bigger ones, if we can, we'll we'll move it up to, uh, you know, twice a week or more. Depends. We'll see. But uh, we we don't have a premiere date yet or anything like that. So just stay tuned. If it sounds like something you'd be interested in, it will be here on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. So just uh, stay tuned. And we'll announce it when it comes, comes down the pipeline. 
But that is all we have there. So, Lace, what have you been playing? Oh my gosh. So I, I, I started, well, an old time FMV that was released on GOG, I guess, over the last couple of months that I discovered on sale. Uh, the Dame was loaded. And it just, uh, it, it started to remind me why a lot of the controls and the way a game played in the 90s could sometimes just be so freaking terrible <laughs> that it would drive you up a wall, you know? Uh, it, it, you're a private investigator, you know, set in the time forties. Um, this dame comes to you. She, her, 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 her love is missing, you know, her brother, I'm sorry. Her brother is missing. And, uh, he's in love with another chick that was murdered and you're trying to find him in like a three day span of time. Um, and it's just that old school, like if you missed something and went on to the next day, you were just screwed and had no idea that you <laughs> were screwed until like the game over happened. You know, like yeah. oh, your your partner at the PI office was like, well, here's the your train ticket to the other case. You're just going to have to leave this one be, you know, and then game over pops mm -hmm. across the screen. And I tried that thing for about three hours and I'm like, you know what? I just I just don't feel like starting this game again <laughs> because when I finally caved and looked up a walkthrough there was so much that I was missing that just didn't make sense and still to this moment looking back on it going I have no idea why that was a thing like to take the plunger and plunge the sink in the office nothing yeah. came out of the sink I didn't have to turn the sink on but it was important why did I need to do that so I, I just, it was just like silly things like that. Or the fact that I didn't even realize to like four hours in, I could get in the trunk of my car. Mm -hmm. Cause it was just, I thought my mode to get from one place to the next on the map. So it wasn't until like my third game over where I started playing with stuff in the car. And I'm like, I can, there's two things in the trunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So I wish I could say go on GOG or steam and, and, and spend the six bucks and play this FMV. But Oh man, I was just, I ended up leaving more frustrated than anything <laughs> where I was just like, I don't know that I'm going to go back and beat this. It was released in 96. So, I mean, at least it's, I don't think it would have been that long. And maybe if my brain would have already been trained again for like how those games played instead of putting 20 years between it and we've refined controls and mm -hmm. done all this kind of stuff, you know, if I didn't know better, yeah. like back then. But, oh, God, I, I was frustrating. I was getting so frustrated. It's been a while since I can remember just, like, getting Me. that upset over a game, like, not <laughs> understanding what the hell it needed me to do. Like, because I'm pretty keen on point and click. Like, a lot of the stuff that you're going to point at or merge together doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So you've learned to just push things together just because, well, it'll probably make something that I need, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the bubble gum on the razor blade, of course, you know. But, uh, no. The dame was loaded, and if you just want to watch the cutscenes, fantastic. Yeah. Because it was your typical, just ridiculously over-the-top acted, where I could have a good time just watching them cutscenes. But the gameplay itself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That reminds <laughs> me of uh, I think the one of the first FMVs that I ever played was called Club Dread. It was like yeah. an MTV thing, and mm -hmm. I remember getting stuck like trying to get through all these patterns, but it was on a clock. So every time you'd move from room to room, the clock would change, but you'd have to do certain things within a time frame, mm -hmm. whatever time it was. So if you screwed that up, you'd always 
lose and you and I'd always get to that ending and I'm like, come on, man, what am I what am I missing? And it was probably something really stupid like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about it. It's like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to go do this and that and make this happen to, to uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, there was a time on this one, too. So it's like when you first woke up in the morning, like the only place you could go was the diner because mm-hmm. nothing else was open. Like you had a newspaper that you could go to. So you had your inside journalist that you could get the scoop on the police station. Uh, there was a bar, but you couldn't go there till night, you know, because obviously most bars aren't open until the evening. And so you'd go to the diner and you had your crass waitress who didn't give two Fs whether you were there or not and just served you whatever slop came up, you know. And uh, you apparently had to buy the donuts and coffee so you could lure the cop away at some point with a donut, of course, (laughs) you know, to steal whatever was on his desk. Because in this day and age, they just leave evidence to stuff just sitting on the desk for no reason, you know. Yeah, obviously. So <laughs> as soon as I found the donut, I'm like, this is totally going to be used for the cop. How much you want to bet me and sure shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'd get to the bar and be like, he wouldn't let you in. And then that was because I missed stealing something from the police station earlier, which would have been the thing to let him in. You know, like it was just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you could time you could like move time forward. Mm hmm. So, like, if you were waiting for something to get in, but that was assuming that you knew you had all the things that you needed before you went there in the first place. Right. right. Oi. Oi. Yeah. I think that's one that if I wanted to actually get through, I would just leave the walkthrough open mm-hmm. to save myself. So, but, but back in the 90s, you wouldn't have had that option. No, exactly. So You would have just know set what... the game down and walked away, you know? Uh, yep. Every time. Yeah. Katrina, um... Have, have you been playing anything? Because, I mean, I feel like maybe I should know, but I, I, I thought I'd ask anyway. Uh, no, I have not been playing anything. I mean, you don't have any mobile games you've been messing around with or anything? Um, well, I was playing a <clears throat> called Game of Sultans, and I got, like, 36 children and, like, you know, 13 you hoes, know, but, you know. I have to ask about this game, and I'm going to tell you why, right? Because I play a lot of mobile games, and mm-hmm. that's a freaking ad that I feel like I watch every damn time <laughs> to, like, earn diamonds or just something to move mm-hmm. on. Is that all it is? No, I mean, honestly, unless you pay to get, like, the super extravagant women and stuff like that, you can mm-hmm. actually play everything on it without having to, like, pay for the diamonds or earning diamonds and but stuff like that. But have you seen the ad for it? Yes, I've seen the ads. And that's <laughs> like, honestly, I'm so like, confused. I was all like, like, oh, I can't, you know, I can have, like, cute little babies and stuff like that. No, then babies the babies stay babies for, like, you know, two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you have to marry them off, which costs you money. And it's just, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought if you had daughters, like you were making money in those times. No, right? no. Like you put, you pay your dowry. You give me a couple of cows, and here's my daughter. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> like, Sadly, no. No. All right. It's just that ad. Like I, I finally told my husband the other day. I'm like, this is the same ad. I said, I don't know what this game's about, other than like attractive women will come by and want to marry mm-hmm. you, and you can make them a concubine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one lady's like, "We're gonna have gorgeous children." And then there's that one doofy looking child, yep. and it's like, "Sultan, do you want to start over?" And I'm like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and it's funny because I seriously, I had like 13 different wives and oh, like 36 children, and just about every other child looked like the other one, even though like you would have a beautiful blonde wife 
and she mm. would have a Burnett child. And then I actually had a like Hispanic wife and her child was blonde. And I was like, what the crap is happening? <laughs> Maybe you're blonde. I mean, that's uh, some interesting yeah, genetics there. I finally just deleted the game. I was well, like, I'm, I'm done. I'm glad I finally found someone who knew. Because I was just <laughs> like, I'm not sure I even want to download. Like, I have that much curiosity, you know, yeah. just to download it and see. But yeah, I've seen that ad a million times, man. See, we're talking mobile games for once. So. There you go. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk yeah, about it's them It's a part much. of gaming, man. Yeah, don't yeah. let people take that from you. No, not at all. <laughs> so what uh, about you, Steven? Well, uh, I played a little Spyro again, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get through it, which I don't spend a lot of time because it's in the bedroom and, you know, that's more of a, when I'm just kind of in there and I'm just like, eh, I want to kill a few moments, I'll play it. But I feel like I'm on the end of it, so I'm, I'm getting there mm-hmm. and I can't seem to f- find my desire to go back to Resident Evil 2, even though I'm really? like through, uh, or I'm into um um, what's her name claire's story Mm -hmm. and i know it it could probably be easy and i can just barrel through it but i just i feel like i'm done with it i hate to to be like that but i am so i picked up thimbleweed park because i got it on sale and oh man oh man you need to play this game because you believe i haven't yet you would appreciate the hell out of it because There are so many, if you love, I know you love Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. There are so many references to that game. Like, just subtle references, but you'll see it and be like, ah, I know what you're talking about. Ah, I got you. Yeah. So, you need to go pick it up and play it because I, you would appreciate the hell out of it. Well, I, I know feel you like got you it for me. I did. I have no idea why I haven't played it yet. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm a little hurt. I mean, other than the <laughs> fact that I just forgot that it was there amongst the 936 games in my Steam mm. library, which is the only thing I can think of. Maybe. Where it was just like, I was probably doing another game at the time, and then had a list, and then just Yeah. There was actually a uh, a night, there's, there's so many Easter eggs in the game, and there's one that I think anybody would appreciate, because it was just <laughs> it was I didn't know what to expect, but if mm. you're a fan of you know, the guys who did this, the old Lucas games, Lucas Arts games or whatever. There's a sequence where you ha- you take control of one of the characters through a flashback and she lives in this mansion. And there's a library where you can go in and there's tons of books. This is another thing about the game because last night I spent <laughs> an enormous amount of time just calling phone numbers just to hear voicemails. <laughs> Yeah. Because you well, can do these that. Are bound to be it. And yeah. these and these are like I honestly feel like these are Kickstarter uh, oh. donators, and they just left a voicemail and they put it in the game. Mm-hmm. So in the library, there's hundreds upon hundreds of books. Okay, it'd take you all day just to read through all of them, and all you're really doing is when you pick it up, you open the cover and it says some stuff, and then that's the equivalent of reading the book. You can't read the entire thing; just two pages or whatever they got in there. And I just happened to be thumbing through all the books, and one of them said the true secrets of Monkey Island. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So mm-hmm. when you click on it, you look at the cover, and it's uh, by, I think it was Ron Gilbert, one of the developers of the game. And you open it up, and you start reading what the secrets are. It says, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. And I was like, you son of a bitch, you're rickrolling me. <laughs> <laughs> we're no strangers to love. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little 
<laughs> joke. I was like, you son G -G. of a bitch. So there's tons of stuff like that in the game. So you would uh, you would appreciate that. I need to I get like, on it. I just yes, need get, to get on it. So, um, but yeah, I, I've been playing that. I can't wait to get through it. I think I just got to chapter three last night. So I'm, I'm getting through it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. So uh, that's all I got. So let's get into some news. Yeah, man, there's some news this week. Yeah, let's. I mean, the first thing we're <laughs> going to talk about is uh, GDC happened, which is mm -hmm. the Game Developers Conference for those who are not in the know. Uh, I didn't feel like there was a lot of things that came out of it, but there was one huge announcement, and that mm -hmm. came from Google. Of course, yeah. Because they on Tuesday they unveiled the Stadia, which is a streaming platform that, if run if it runs as advertised, will significantly, in my mind, significantly change the video game landscape. And if you didn't watch the presentation, maybe you only heard bits and pieces, or maybe you didn't hear anything, we're going to kind of break it down as far as what we know based on what we saw and what we've read. Now, Google said that there will be no console needed for Stadia. All you need, you probably already have. you got a PC, TV, laptop, tablet, mobile phone, as long as it has a Chrome browser, all of these will allow you to play their video games whenever, wherever you choose, all with the click of a button and minimal latency. Running from a central data center maintained by Google, there will be no need for downloads. If you see a game and you're like, I want to play that game, you press a button, boom, you're in it. And I'm sure, obviously, that button will cost you money, but you get the idea. <laughs> right, you right. get the idea. You can just click it, go. No matter where you started playing, transitioning from one device to the next will be seamless based on what they showed. Never having to restart your game, only picking up where you left off. They, they showcased this feature using Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it was impressive because the guy yeah. moved, he stopped, he picked up another device, he kept going right from where he stopped and just moved from device to device to device. As, I mean, again, as long as that wasn't a ruse, that was mm. impressive. Right. Now, to play these games, you can purchase one of Google's own Stadia controllers, or you can just grab what you have at home, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of, you know, cool. But yeah. obviously, the Stadia controllers will have added benefits, like it'll have a Wi-Fi connectivity, so that's how you connect to the Stadia directly. Supposed to reduce the latency, <clears throat> too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a capture button which will allow you to share videos instantly to your YouTube channel and there will even be a built-in microphone that allows you to communicate with the Google Assistant. <laughs> so if you wanted to be like, hey Google, do pull up this game, it'll find mm -hmm. it for you. Now a side note about the controller is for some reason it featured the Konami code on the back. Yeah. Which I didn't, this is be. I, I don't know why they did that because <laughs> I, I mean when they were flipping it around and showing it on the video I was like, oh the konami code that's okay but it just seemed kind of odd because it's it's the konami code not the google code and if you're not familiar with that that's up up down down left right left right ba start and uh however if you take said code to stadia's website and enter it in it'll actually bring up a model of the controller hmm. so it's there's a little easter egg there but still it's odd that they included that Maybe it's just a nod to gamers or whatever, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, just, I felt like it was kind of odd. I feel like it's something <coughs> most gamers know about. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> and that, that just could be it. Now, how well will the games look? 
Well, Google promised that there will be full 4K resolution on any compatible device with the data center running the processors clocking in at about 10.2 teraflops, which is essentially the power of both the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro combined. So this data center will also have instant update capabilities for 8K resolution when that time comes. So once that all comes into play, boom, 8K is there. Uh, they promise pr- cross I'm struggling. They promise cross-platform play with all games. So play with your Xbox buddies, your PlayStation buddies, your PC buddies. The, the options are there. Uh, they will have tools for developers to make unique graphical choices with ease and other programming capabilities, which that was kind of neat, you know, where they showed, like, you put in the painting, and if that's the design you wanted, it kind of filters into the game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a neat little feature, yeah. but whether or not that'll work exactly as they want, who knows. But it, it's right. still kind of a neat little design. Uh, you can actually, or they're, they're offering up developer tools that will allow a return to split screen couch co-op without pulling resources from the game. So it'll be uh, more developer friendly i guess where you don't have to worry about well we can't do co-op if we got to do this and we got to do that all the resources will be there so you can present the game as you want it however you want it mm-hmm. which is kind of neat uh now for streamers there's even a crowd play option that will be available that will allow viewers to join up with their favorite content creators just with a touch of a button you just now, i believe that's only youtube right now though correct so yeah. that's that's but I feel like that's a proper feature since Google and YouTube are all under the same umbrella. You're going to benefit your own company. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know. Oh, no. I was just letting people know. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you, you said streamers. And I was like, if you're on Twitch, if you're on YouTube Mixer, streamers. It does not seem like this feature, or at least yet. Yeah. Anyway. Unless you're doing you're some kind of weird YouTube Mixer <laughs> crossover stream. I mean, <laughs> some people restream. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they go to, you know, different platforms at the same time. So if you're one of those that also utilizes YouTube, I mean, it yeah. still seems like it would only benefit the people watching via YouTube. Right. Regardless. It, we'll, we'll see how it works. I'm, I'm sure. Now, they did they did kind of mention while we're kind of on that subject, because um, I don't think I put it in anywhere else. They did, they did talk about how they were going to allow this uh, technology for what's running Stadia to be open to everyone. So Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, they could get in on this if they wanted. Hmm. So I guess to utilize, exactly, to utilize, (laughs) you know, with the right amount of money, they can utilize the same technology. And, you know, that's smart for them, you know, instead of being greedy and just saying, well, no, this is ours. You can't have it. They're just saying no. They could do. Yeah, they easily could. But no, they're just like, everybody can utilize this if they want, you know. And it can be a benefit. You know, Microsoft, I know they're kind of working on something right now, but if this works better, utilize it. Take it. Make, yeah. you know, make do with it. Um, what else I got? Oh, uh, id Software uh, showed up on stage. They announced that Doom Eternal will be made available on the platform when it launches. And it's supposed to run full 4K, looking better than every other platform. <laughs> and I guess it'll, the, the, Stadia will be, or they, they didn't give an, an actual date, but they said it will be released sometime this year. So Yeah. Or a price model yet. Yeah. 
and we don't even know what that is. So I'm I'm kind of curious about that. Do you think it'll be kind of like a like a Netflix fee or something of that nature? Because you're not buying a console. Yeah, I kind of feel to, like it would have to be a subscription model, right? Because you're not purchasing the games, or at least to my knowledge. Like, I feel like you would be paying for the Google service because mm-hmm. it's toting that you can just click on whatever game and bam, you instantly have it. You know, if you're having to go through, uh, put in my PayPal or my credit card information every time you wanted to play a game, I feel like that kind of cuts the whole, I can click a button and just be in the game instantly kind of yeah. idea. So I feel like it, I feel like a monthly subscription model would actually be smart. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, if you did what, maybe like... I know this is going to sound extreme for a lot of people, maybe a hundred dollars a year, but yeah, you can, I mean, that doesn't sound unreasonable at all, but you have access to whatever game you want to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that sounds unreasonable. I mean, people pay about that much for what PlayStation yearly or whatever. I mean, well, it's that's like 60 about, bucks now. Yeah. Right. But wasn't it more when it started? Yeah. But I mean, think about that too. I mean, all you get with that for 60 bucks is you get two free games a year or a month, excuse a month. me. A month, and then you get extra discounts on certain games. Mm-hmm. This is access to anything. Yeah, so I don't think that's unreasonable no. at all. Something just tells me <clears throat> it's going to be a little bit more expensive than that. <laughs> Maybe, and it could be. But but I guess I guess you need to weigh the options. If it works exactly as they say, mm-hmm. and you have all you got to do is buy a controller if you want the absolute best quality of everything. But you have access to whatever you want. I mean, yeah. I, I would be down to pay that, I think, you know, because yeah. I don't have to worry about buying games. I just, I'm like, oh man, that new game's coming out. I want to play that. And all I got to do is pick up a controller and go click. Dude, I mean, I'm yeah. there. And that's why I feel like it's going to be a little bit more because when the new games come out, you're talking like 60 bucks a pop. And, and Well, I mean, think about what, what that's Microsoft... what I'm curious, like, how are the developers making their money off of this? You know, yeah. like, there's, yeah. I, I still have a lot of questions that I, you know, which, I mean, I guess as a regular consumer, wouldn't necessarily be our business to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, is this going to be something like indie developers can really take advantage of as well? <clears throat> are they going to be wanting to showcase those things? Uh, are those types of games, is it always going to be the AAA market? I mean, they have a first-party developer now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I'm that's... curious what comes out of that, you know? Yeah, and before I'll, I actually wrote that down, I'm going to I'll get to that in just a second. Based on what you were just talking about there, the indie developers, mm-hmm. I was even thinking about that. If you have that instant access to allow people to play your games like that with the touch of a button, developers really need to look into demos, I mean, like, really hardcore look into demos to allow gamers to kind of come in and just play a demo. I mean, instantly touch of a button, boom, you can just jump into a demo. Think about how awesome that would be to really sell your game. Right. Because you don't have to worry about downloading anything. It's just like, oh, man, do I want to play that? Uh, Do I want to wait for the download and see if it's worth my time or whatever? No. Click a button. Play the demo real quick. See if it's something you want to go into and then choose. But again, if... If we're talking about more of a Netflix model where everything is instantly available to play fully, then it kind of defeats the purpose. I don't know. Yeah. Because, again, will you be purchasing? Will you just be paying for access? Right. But like you also said, uh, the biggest announcement they had was the reveal of Stadia Games and Entertainment, which will act as a first-party development studio for Stadia. And in charge of said studio will be the recently appointed Google VP, Jade Raymond, 
which now makes more sense understanding how she wound up at the company. Because we yeah. were talking about that last week. Is like the creator of Assassin's Creed is right, like why VP of Google. That it's kind of weird, but okay, whatever. So the biggest questions is right now. Uh, I think beyond everything we've talked about was internet speeds. Yeah, because we talked about that. According At to length over yeah. the whole year since Google's been talking about doing something. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Google, during the Project Stream test they performed last year back in October. That was meant to be a stress test of the data center to get an idea of what internet speeds that would be needing, what you know, you're kind of going through, and even latency issues that the games may have. From the data gathered, to run at 1080p at 60 frames per second, they recommend you have a connection of 25 megabits per second and 30 megabits if you're upgrading to 4K. Now, that said, it was noted that the games can run lower but they capped it higher just as a recommendation to ensure proper resolution. Sure. So it's not like you don't have to have that, but it's just if you want to make sure that you have proper, you know, speeds and everything, and that that would be the recommended uh, yeah. speeds. It all sounds impressive. You know, even, even Phil Spencer from Microsoft Xbox, he said this gives validation to their own announcement of the xCloud service they had talked about. And no doubt will be the driving force behind that diskless Xbox we've been hearing about. Yeah. Yeah. But was this the real deal or just a fancy light show? I feel like it it, it really does. Yeah, it really does because I'm... It's really amazing (laughs) to watch it in action. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. But can you deliver? I feel like, now I'll I'll say this, just as the optimist in me, I feel like Google can do it. If it was anybody else, if this was Microsoft showing this off, I would have been like, no, no, because we saw the Kinect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We saw that presentation and we saw what that lie was. But Google, I have a little bit more confidence in it. And it, well, and it's strange, too, coming from a company that's never really focused on games. Yeah. You know, so it's like you've kind of got that wild card in the mix, too. Like, how long have they been really researching this? Who have they been talking to for, you know, uh, for advice? And who are they consulting? And, mm-hmm. you know. And they, but, didn't just, yeah. and they didn't just do this out of the blue. I mean, we go back to the Project Stream test. We were all kind of wondering what that was back yeah, you know, last October year. Or something yeah, like it was yeah. just like, so what are you, what are you guys up to? What are you doing? And it was just like, hey, we're doing a test, trying it out. Here's a few people. If you wanna, you wanna try it out for yourself, go for it. And we saw Trey. He he got to yeah. get in on that, and he it was impressive. To say about it. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. So <clears throat> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being an optimist here. I think I think if anybody's think gonna happen, great. Google can do it. I don't think I'm still the audience for it. Right. But um, I think if you are someone who, let's say, doesn't want to get a console, can't afford a console, can't afford a gaming PC, um, this would be right up your alley. Mm-hmm. You know, I still like to own my games. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a good gaming PC, so I don't really see the need for it. And also, I have really good Internet. I mean, when, when we were talking about the 25 megabits... Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to just like look up the national average of like, or at least in the States anyway, of internet speed. And it's, it's about 18 megabits. So that's my only concern is 
there's still a huge chunk of the country that uh, may not be able to utilize it at its top. Right, right. Yeah. So there like, was still some, like, the state would be, like, 11. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we wouldn't be able to. We've talked about no. our internet speeds here. <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully now. I actually talked about it. I don't know. Well, I told you yeah. about the, the fiber possibly coming yes, through here. Yes, 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 uh, I actually saw a, another guy showed up here the other day, and he was just like, hey, do you want me to connect this to your house? Because they just wanted to make sure, you know, if we, if we wanted the option to have it at some point, it's like, we'll go ahead and, and hook it up to your house, and it'll be there, so that mm-hmm. when it's available, you can just say, hey, we want it, and then we'll turn it on. And I, I told him, I was like, yeah, we were, we were talking to him about that. And he's like, I don't know when they're going to turn it on. <laughs> he said, but it'll be there if you want it. You know, yeah. the option's there, so you don't have to worry about installing it later. We can just do it now. And I said, yeah, go ahead. I said, well, hopefully we'll get it sooner than and the end like of the year. it was like a legit rep from the internet company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a tool belt, like, hey, buddy. Yeah. So I didn't even know. I didn't even go back out there to see if they hooked it up. <laughs> So, but he said he I was going to. Like, sure, just put shit on my house and then walk away. Yeah. By the way, uh, to all of our listeners out there, if you hear a chicken in the background, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on out there. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to decide if it was a dog. No, or it's, no, it's, it's a one chicken. of our chickens. I, I'm assuming she's laying an egg right now because it's just yeah. annoying as hell. Why she's not in her pen doing that as opposed to outside <laughs> the doors beyond me. <sighs> So just just kind of overlook it. We'll try to talk over it as best we can, even though she's squawking as loud as possible. You want me to go check on her real quick? Yeah, would you? Because yes. my God, <laughs> she's either laying an egg or the dog's trying to eat her. I mean, I would imagine it's just Jesus Christ. So I mean, while we're waiting, we're, well, we're just, while we're doing that, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll kind of throw in another thing that I had uh, to mention about this is mm-hmm. Nintendo. Because with the Switch, they were already kind of cornering this market of taking your games on the go. You know, having your console and then taking it with you. And I feel like this may take away from them. Not to say that the ease of access of the Switch can easily be swayed because you still technically have a console. You know, versus the internet access that you would need with the Google and all that. Plus, I mean, if you think about it, going on the road with, you know, taking your games with you, you need to make sure that you have, you don't have a data cap because I'm sure that would eat that up. Oh, God. So. For sure. That was the one thing that I thought of that, like, might sway me over is, like, if you're the type of person who travels a lot, mm -hmm. how easy would it be to be sitting in your hotel room, assuming you've got good Wi-Fi or something like that, you know? To just play all of your AAA games on your phone or your tablet or the laptop that you bring with you that's not necessarily well, a gaming laptop, you know? Mm-hmm. She laid an egg. Oh, she laid an egg. See? Oh, See well, she was laying an egg. We got an egg. Yay! Congratulations. Woo! But, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I don't want to say that they will take away from Nintendo, but I feel like the, the option, I feel like Nintendo sales will go down because that option of taking your games with you, that idea of it that the Switch offers, I feel like certain people will be like, but Google's doing that too and I can do wherever versus a console and depending on what the cost of it is, it would be cheaper in the long run. So I, I don't yeah. feel like them t- that they would take away from Nintendo immediately, but I feel like it would eventually start to take down the sales of the Switch with that option, with that option. Now, does the Switch handheld rely on internet? As far as I know, it doesn't because you still have the little 
cartridges or little because mm-hmm. um, that could still be the one up here exactly you know mm-hmm. so if you're not if you're sitting in an airport and you're getting 10 megabits wi-fi if you're mm-hmm. lucky you know that yeah. game still yeah. isn't gonna run but your switch will be turn it on exactly. so that that would be the only thing i could think of you know for sure. Because I can't imagine just your regular mobile internet speeds are going to be higher than that. I think some will do fine. I would but have to look into it. Again, you'd have to be on the move in the right areas, and then you'd, you'd get cut out at some point. So yeah. there, there's that, I feel like. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, now, while we're still on the subject of GDC, because I know that took out a lot, but... Uh, there were a few other things that were announced. Um, Epic Games had a fairly boring presentation, but... Oh, my God. I couldn't even finish <laughs> it. Like the, I'm sorry, whoever that guy was, too. I'm like, can we pep it up a little, man? Yeah. Like, can Infuse you, I don't something. Know, set something on fire. Like, come mm. on. But, it, I mean, outside of the man's... Uh, very dull demeanor there were some <laughs> pretty interesting announcements that they had because they were literally showing off their power of exclusivity uh-huh. because they announced a slew of exclusive titles to the epic store like after party and dauntless and solar ash kingdom and then they whipped out the big guns announcing detroit become human heavy rain and beyond two souls are mm. finally coming to pc exclusively on the Epic Store. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, they also hit gamers with a timed exclusive for Obsidian Entertainment's upcoming RPG, The Outer Worlds, and that pissed gamers off so much. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) And Control, too, right? Which is another one that people were... Yeah. Probably nowhere near the volume of Outer Worlds, Mm -hmm. but that's another one. Yeah, but every all these gamers threw so much hatred to Epic Games, like, Wah! even though it's simply a matter of downloading another well, storefront. Like I said, I had to finally look it up because I wanted to see if there was like really legitimate complaints. Like, I'm not going to belittle somebody for if that's the reason why they don't want it. Mm. then by all means, you have the freedom of choice. You just don't want another launcher. Um, but I wanted to dive in and be like, there's just got to be a reason why there's so much epic hate. And like a lot of the biggest things that I feel are valid, um, I, I guess Epic Games has some security issues. Like a lot of people were complaining about their accounts being hacked, little to no customer service mm. um, for trying to get it uh, you know, rectified. A lot of it seemed to be, and even this year still, like we're dating back into February. So some of the things that I was seeing that people would either their Fortnite account would be hacked, trying to get a hold of an Epic representative to get it fixed. Some cases now, assuming these are not fabricated events, of course, you know, that people were putting out there. Some of them just had to create new accounts. Like it just never got solved. Hmm. So if, if that is in fact what's happening, that they have these security issues a lot, that's valid. I wouldn't want to put my credit yeah. card information into there. Fair enough. You yeah. know, um, and then, of course, my other flip side of it was um, you always having to be online to play your games. But it seemed like I found that they uh, actually fixed that last month or the month before where they have an offline mode. Because mm. nothing pisses me off more than being locked out of my games just because Internet goes down or something yeah. like that, you know. Right. So, but if, if the security and their customer service is that poop, 
I wouldn't want to go over there either. Sure. Yeah. Steam has, I mean, honestly, for all the hate it gets, their customer service is immaculate. Like Mm -hmm. every time I've had troubles, they've answered me, if not within that day, within a day or two, two two or three business days, um, always gotten it solved. If I don't like a game within two hours, I can just return it. And Mm -hmm. I usually have the money back in my account within an hour or two. You know what I mean? So it's like, there, there are need to step that side up mm-hmm. if that really is as big of a rampant problem as it seems like I was finding in just like a few short strokes of my keyboard on Google. Right. Like, there was a lot of them. And it's not like we're talking 10 years ago. Like, it was January, February, mm-hmm. earlier this month. You know, people complaining about losing their accounts. So, yeah. That's I mean, huge. I, I can understand that. And... I guess here's here's one of those things that kind of bug me. Like I, I jotted down one tweet that amused me because <laughs> if people want to get pissy about this, if they want to be upset about it, as you've said numerous times, vote with your wallet. Show mm-hmm. them that you are that adamant that you say to hell with your game completely because this guy just said, well, when it comes out on Steam or GOG, I'll buy it. But right. until then, you're dead yeah. to me. So... <laughs> Why not just just stick with the last part? You're dead to me. I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy your game. Screw you. You know, if you're not going to yeah. help me out, I'm not helping Let you out. Let the developer know this is just not something I'm going to support regardless. Exactly. Yeah. But you're you're essentially telling them in a year's time I'll give you my money. But they're more angry, I think, with Epic. And Even though it's like the developer still made the choice to make this exclusivity. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. This is a two-way street. They didn't just right. strong-arm them into saying you're going to be I mean, on I'm our sure they platform. were paid big bucks. Yeah. Come on now. For but, sure. you know... <laughs> Obsidian could have just said, nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They're just like, yeah, we're in. Sure. So because... it better be cheaper on Epic Store is all I'm going to say. And, and developers also have to understand, I mean, granted all the, the issues that you kind of mentioned from a gamer standpoint, but the developers are getting something out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be money or maybe some other deal, or maybe they just don't believe in steam like they used to because we've heard that some developers are just like it's not a good place for i don't want my games associated with this other garbage that's right, coming yeah. out and i can understand that because if you're going to be lumped up with rape day who the hell wants that yeah. you know so i get it and even even the uh, the ceo of epic games said gamers are not seeing all the ways that the epic game store is trying to help the industry mm-hmm. then then fix your other problems too you right. know yeah. if, or tell us yeah listen to the have a developer tell us yeah listen like to everything if it was just boiling down to another launcher i'm one of those people that like whatever like it sucks yeah don't yeah. get me wrong as a pc gamer it sucks having your game spread across a bethesda launcher an origin launcher your own gog launcher ubisoft has their own you know it's just like it's a hassle it's mm-hmm. a pain in the butt like it but is it such a huge issue that it's going to steer me away from getting a game i want no you know i'll just complain about it um but all those other stuff yeah like i, I if that never gets fixed mm-hmm. yeah so there's that. i guess i don't have that issue with steam because i have my settings mm-hmm. on it you know just kind of like what steam said was like please yourselves be your own adults you know yeah. uh so like we had discussed last week, had it not been a, a Twitter frenzy over that game, I would have never known it existed. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't see that my suggested because I played, you know, an open world apocalyptic game that that would have been the game I was suggested. Sure. Maybe, but because of my settings, mm. I honestly don't think I would have ever known about it, you know. So, I mean, 
I know. People just like to bitch. They do. Everyone complains. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing nowadays. Uh, the last thing I've got as far as uh, GDC is concerned is there was a new Oculus Rift announced, uh, known as yeah. the Rift S. It showcased a newly designed touch controllers, a redesigned headband, higher resolution, and a new insight system that will use computer vision algorithms. I struggled with that word, but I got it. <laughs> uh, also fed by five sensors embedded within the device to track movements in real time, which should remove the requirement of external sensors and dramatically reduce the complexity of installation and calibration. Yeah. So uh, do you have a Rift? I do, I do. Is this is this something that excites you? Do you understand uh, what they're... Well, after talking to my VR guru, mm-hmm. we all know that I have one. Um, and you think I'm joking, but I honestly do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, when I was looking at the specs side by side, like, as a good starter one, probably. Um, I, I feel like the design... Because that was the one thing that I thought PlayStation VR got right was the halo design super comfortable right like Mm -hmm. i feel like that one it's very lightweight but they're also saying that this one weighs a little bit more Mm -hmm. than the rift currently so i i I would say with like three or four years in i think we were expecting a little bit more from it like it's still tethered which is fine um and it supposedly has what five cameras i think on it and then Mm -hmm. there was like one on the top um that concerns me a little. I would have to see it in action. The resolution is better, but yeah. like not by such a large margin. But what was interesting to me was the Hertz was lower. Mm-hmm. So like you still get like a 90 refresh Hertz on your Rift, but I think it was like 80 on the Rift S, the new one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something that's going to be hugely recognizable, but I find it interesting that you would go down in specs a little bit. Um, and then of course the, the difference between like having the LED or the OLED screens, the Mm -hmm. LED apparently is a little clearer, but your dark colors aren't going to be as good with it. So, and then there's the distance that you can measure between your eyes to make it clear. Right. Mm -hmm. The Rift S to my knowledge doesn't have that. It's going to rely on just like, I guess how you look through the screen or something to be able to judge Hmm. through yours. So, and I have very low, I found out, which I didn't realize was a thing. So, I mean, I have mine pushed all the way in. Was it the IP or something mm-hmm. like that? IP? Something? Okay, don't at me. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so it just, I don't know that this would, uh, for the same price, mm-hmm. I wouldn't upgrade. Like, I feel like I'm still good where I'm at, even with the sensors. I would, I, I think it's going to be a PAX. Okay. So, we're going to have to get in line and um, check that out because... Yeah. I watched this other YouTube channel called Virtual Reality Oasis. Mm-hmm. He said he was going to be there and he was talking about it. And apparently we could probably get our hands on it then. So that would be uh, my call. I'm not sure I'm a fan of how the controllers are reconfigured, but I'd have to see an action. And I'm only basing this off of one thing. Okay. Because they put the circles up top now mm-hmm. instead of underneath. And the way I hold the controllers for playing Beat Saber, it would hinder me. Because I hold it differently because I flail so wildly. I have, like, thrown the controller. Now, granted, it's still connected to my wrist, but it has slipped out of my hand, and then you're hurrying up trying to get it in your hand. So I hold it around and through, not around the grips. Mm -hmm. And with the circles being up top, I don't know that I could do that. I would have to get my hands on it and see. So all in all, if you don't have a Rift and you maybe don't have the space to put up a bunch of sensors and stuff, 
this might be great. Yeah. I just don't feel like it was that big of an upgrade mm. for as many years as we've waited. Yeah. Or that VR gamers have waited. I say this like I'm VR elite. I've been in VR for three months now or four or five months now. I don't know. Since November, <laughs> I guess, you know. But uh, when I finally looked at it side by side, I'm like, I, I expected more, I guess. So you're just you saying know? that it, it sounds like a good upgrade for someone who doesn't have one. Right. Who maybe wants to invest but hasn't right. already. And then even when comparing it with the Quest, which is supposed to be the tetherless one, it almost seems like I'd go with the Quest. Yeah. I mean, to be I mean, untethered. The same price and the, the specs aren't so much greater from each other. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, well, I'll get my hands on it at PAX and then I'll have a better idea for you. But they do say the screen door effect is a little bit less on that one, which has always kind of been my complaint with VR to date. It's going to be probably a while before you're actually looking at it like you would in the world where you don't have any of that resolution issues. Mm. But um, I don't know that it's so I'll have to see if it's so little that I'd be willing to spend another 400 bucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, it's kind of like what, when Sony upgraded their headset, I'm not going to go out and buy that for what, just a little bit of added comfort and the possibility of HDR for my TV. Eh, I'm fine. It works. So we'll I'm perfectly happy with our VR headset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it works. Yeah. You know, it does just fine. Uh, so that's all I got with GDC. So I'm going to move on to some other news. And I guess this may have come out uh, around the same time as that there were uh, there was an announcement this or last week. Uh, two veterans of the gaming industry said that they are joining forces to create a new studio known as Stray Bombay. Uh, Chet, Chet, that's his name, Chet Fassage. Falsage, Fals. Hmm. You're trying. You Falichet. know Chet. <laughs> there we go. See, I'm looking at it, and my brain and my mouth are just not working. There we go. Chet Valachez. Valachez. Falsage. There. Anyway, he's best known for uh, games <laughs> like the Portal series and the Left 4 Dead series. And Kimberly Fall, who is a technical designer at Riot Games, said that they are starting a new studio whose primary focus is co-op multiplayer with an AI system that drives the entire experience within the games themselves. With both having backgrounds that lend itself perfectly to this goal, it wouldn't be hard to imagine what they have in store, but yet they didn't quite announce any games or when the studio will even be up and running, but we'll have updates as soon as we know. I'm intrigued. I mean, intuitive AI is a good and bad thing because Hello Neighbor can go screw itself. (laughs) I can't go back to it. not having any luck with it? No. No, when he, there he, are he, ten cameras in a damn room and I can't get through it, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. I don't blame you. It can get very infuriating. He did. I mean, with the fact that he played it so much, and then we found out that it learns from you, mm-hmm. because he would go through, and you know, there'd be like one camera, and then he'd get captured, and when he'd go through again, there'd be more, and he's like, "What the crap is happening?" Yeah. And then we realize <laughs> it's because it learns from you, and we're like, yep. "Oh shit." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was not happy. I feel like it gets to a point where it's like you just have to start over. Yeah, I was at that point. It was, like, yeah. speed yeah. it was ridiculous. You know? Uh, the next thing I've got, guys, did you know that Konami is 50 years old? What? Did not. Yeah. Damn. 50 years old. I didn't realize because I thought, what? What? Yeah. What were they doing 50 years ago? Well, <laughs> apparently they started in 1969 as uh, jukebox repair people. 
like a oh, jukebox well repair then. company. And then I was in, wondering, it had to be something not gaming. Yeah, I mean, you go back to <laughs> Nintendo. I mean, they've been around for over a hundred years because they were doing like Hanafuda cards and stuff like that before they got oh, into yeah. video games and other types of games. Uh, so they were doing that, but then in seventy eight, seventy nine, they transitioned into arcade machines and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So to celebrate, the company announced three separate anniversary collections featuring classic games from the company. Now, while the first one gets a shrug from me, because I'm like, eh, the last two I feel are must-buys. Like, I will spend the money on them. So, let's look at the first collection. First collection features numerous titles from Konami's arcade days, with it being aptly titled Arcade Classics. Granted, you may not know what these games are, because I only know a handful. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't remember that one. So, it will include... But it's a classic. Apparently. It will include Haunted Castle, Ajax, which is also known as Typhoon, Gradius 1 and 2, which I know Gradius, Life Force, I remember Life Force, Thundercross, no idea, Scramble, no idea, and Twin B, no idea. I (laughs) I miss these games somewhere in the arcade market. They For never. those of you at home, I think I shook my head, yes, like twice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I think the only reason I know Gradius and Life Force is because they were on the NES. But I have no idea what these other games are. Not a clue. No. So. And hopefully they aged well if you're selling this. Cause. Yeah. But luckily, I mean, they're only selling it for nineteen ninety nine, So you're getting eight games. It's a fair price. Okay. Fair enough. And it releases on April 18th. The next two have no official release date other than early summer, but I'll be watching closely because the first one is a Castlevania anniversary collection. It will feature eight titles. However, they've only announced four, but there's already one in there. It it was like, sold, you got me. Castlevania by chance? (laughs) Well, you'd think, but I'll I'll tell you which one. Uh, They've got Castlevania from the NES. Mm Mm-hmm. This one strikes me odd. Castlevania II, Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. I don't understand why you wouldn't have gone with Simon's Quest on the well, NES. You said only four was announced, right? Right. Maybe. I mean, I've always heard Simon's Quest. I don't think I ever played it, but it was one of the first games that was ever like kind of an open world game. Like, it wasn't linear like the original Castlevania was. It was open where you could explore kind of a world. So I was like, everyone loves that game, and you're not putting it in the collection. But again, they've only announced four. Then the next one is Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse for the NES. And I don't remember ever playing that one, but I think that one's the first one where they... Essentially, the Netflix series is based on that game. Mm-hmm. Because you okay. have those same characters like Trevor Belmont, Alucard, and so on and so forth. So there you go. Uh, but the selling point was Super Castlevania 4 for the Super NES. I loved that game, and I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Once they said that one, I was like, I'm in. Uh, so those titles were enough. I, I can't wait to hear when it releases. I'm assuming sometime in summer, they said? Early summer? Okay. When is that? June? We'll say June. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a yeah. truth or trash. June it will release in June. depending on... Yeah. The sun, I guess. The next, <laughs> the next one also excites me, but I, I do have a slight, slight problem with it. But I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, the next one is a Contra collection. Uh, four of its eight games are announced: Contra for the arcade, 
Super Contra from the NES, Super C, which I think was, uh, I think that one's the arcade version as well, and then Contra 3, the Alien Wars from the Super NES. My disappointment is the the first Contra game being the arcade version. Yeah. I don't understand. Now, granted, it may be better. It may be identical, just look better than it did on the NES. I have a connection to the NES version. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the yeah. that's the game that I played. That's the one I have a, a, a long history with that I remember playing time and time again with, with my friends and all that stuff. So I, I want that, that version. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, there has been no release of that game since the NES days. I don't understand why. It kind of, I want to know if there's something that I'm missing because I think we had talked about this, you know, episodes ago that the reason it never came on the Wii is it was never put on a list of games for Konami to put on to the virtual console channel. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, so it was a clerical error pretty much, but you're not putting it on this. But why? You know, you've got... Super Contra or Super C, whichever one was on the NES. So why are you putting that one on here, but not the original? I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it it irks me a little bit because I want that one, yeah. you know. And again, yeah. this one may be better. The arcade version may be better. <laughs> but I don't have that connection. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I guess it's small potatoes to even bitch about, but it's just, I don't know. Anyway, beyond that, I'm eager to see what other games they announce on these collections because there are so many. The, I think we, we kind of, I talked to Todd about this uh, yesterday, and I think we kind of ruled out there were two games, Castlevania games, that were recently released. I think it was like Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would almost guarantee they will not be in this collection because that would be a huge metal finger to anyone who paid money yeah. for those two games already. Right. So don't put them in there. Put two, you know, four others of some sort, which I don't really... I hate to say this, but I don't know of any other games you yeah, know, from the Castlevania series that I'd even want on here. I'm just like you. You the four enough are, are fine for me. Whatever you put out, whatever else you put in there, I could care less. You've, you've already sold me, so I guess they could put whatever they want. It don't matter. But I'm curious. We'll see. I mean, I'm kind of like meh, I mean, and that's fair. Well, I mean, we had an NES when me and my sister were younger. And honestly, the only games we really played on it were Duck Hut and Mario. (laughs) We did have a Castlevania game. I could not tell you which one it was. May have just been the original. Yeah. I honestly cannot tell you which one it was. I'm pretty sure we had one for the Super Nintendo. Well, that would have been Super Castlevania. Okay. Because I think that's the only one we played out Mm. of the Castlevania. I think what I loved so much about that not only was the the way they designed it because it was just like Castlevania upgraded mm-hmm. but the music for whatever reason stuck with me so many years again like I've said before we've talked about it on the show done an entire show on it is mm-hmm. the music in it was just so good and I think it was just one of those things that always kept me coming back to it was that along with the gameplay and other things like that I don't know I just I have a lot of fond memories of that game I remember owning it for the Super NES so mm-hmm. I loved it um, along with these games, uh, you're going to get a digital book that includes information like interviews with the development staff, behind-the-scenes insights, sketches, and even design documents that have never been revealed to the public. Which will be kind of additional goodies for you. Oh, nice. Uh, I hope these won't be the only anniversary collections that they'll announce because they haven't mentioned anything about more 
because me personally, because I was looking through their game library, because I was like, they've got to have some decent ones. I, I feel like that there are some, because I saw a few, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to have in an anniversary collection, but I don't think legally they would be able to because they're licensed properties like Ninja Turtles and Simpsons and stuff like that. So oh, I don't yeah. think they would be able to be in an anniversary collection as much as I would love that. But Guaymon, the mystical ninja, which I have done a show we've talked about in a retro review, I would love to see a collection of those games. That's just me. I even tweeted to Konami about it, just saying, "Hey guys, would you would you consider that too? Maybe maybe for the fall, that would be awesome." Yeah. But I'm not gonna hold my breath. I mean, I because th- those games, they've always said that they don't feel like they've translated well to the east like they're more or to the west they're more japanese based humor and content that just don't work you know i guess culturally yeah. right but i honestly feel like they would today because you're talking about years ago before anime and manga really shifted over here mm-hmm. to being important mm-hmm. i feel like they would they would translate so well today i think a mm-hmm. lot of people would appreciate them for what they are Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I I appreciated them back then. I loved them. I thought they were cool. Cool. Uh, but anyway, all the collections will be released on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PC via Steam, and Xbox One. So if you're interested, you'll you'll have your options. Right. Uh, you know, I was just thinking, you said the Konami code on the Google controller. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a little nod for their anniversary then as well. Could have been, yeah. That's true. Because on the their their actual 50th anniversary was the 21st of this month. There you go. So it could have been. Maybe we just, I wasn't even thinking about it because I didn't know about that. But yeah. they're in the know, man. Could have been. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some quick hits. Quick hits. Okay. First thing I've got. PlayStation announced State of Play streams, which are essentially Nintendo Directs for the PlayStation. (laughs) And the first one is premiering on March 25th at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yep. So, I guess everybody's going to go this way now? Because, not to be outdone, Xbox also announced ID at Xbox Game Pass, which will reveal new indie games via streams. (laughs) (laughs) For their Game Pass service. So. I mean, I'm sure it's saving them all money. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not making hard copies of stuff. I mean, in all honesty, I guess it's better this way because now we don't have to wait until E3 to get all the big stuff. We can just, yeah. you know, whenever they're ready to announce something, they're just like, here's a new video. No, I kind of like having a little event that we all gather around to and get excited for, you know, yeah. like really what's going to happen, you know? Like, don't take that away. <laughs> kind of like having those big events. No, I, I, I get it. There, There's a, there's something nice about it. I mean, we're not going to have the, our, our theater experience anymore. No. You know, because we yeah. used to do that. Oh, no. You know, because if they're not, if they're not going to go to the E3 anymore, oh, that's then, right. yeah. so that's going to be out of the picture now. So Then again, every time we've gone, there's always been something that messed up and either the audio wasn't working or you would hear the audio and there wasn't a picture. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, everybody in the theater made it, I guess, enjoyable because, yeah. you know, it's just a bunch of nerdy gamers all together. So yeah. they're picking at it and they're making jokes and I don't know. It made it enjoyable. Time, yeah, you weren't yeah. like angry about it or anything. So, yeah, but I will miss it. 
Yeah. I enjoyed going yeah, to it. it. <laughs> maybe they'll do something else where we can all kind of get back into it or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that was kind of a, a neat little thing that they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, Epic Games threw some shade at Steam saying, we won't accept crappy games. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a... But isn't that in the eye of the consumer? Sure. Like, let's be real. I mean, granted, <laughs> I know what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> but, you know. They, they, they're just saying that we're gonna, they're going to have a, a little bit more of a... I heard Steam's going to get a facelift. Well, they did. They got their uh, updated screens and library and stuff yet. like that. I don't... No, not yet. They, they added like, a new... It's supposed to roll out, I think, like throughout the spring or the summer or something or mm-hmm. like just the store and everything's more streamlined and to give i guess you know indie developers a little bit more discoverability or something like that well they also added a new section called steam events which i don't know what that means or what that oh, yeah. is but it's there <laughs> so it's there uh bethesda said that uh wow i wrote so oh let me let me tweak that because I wrote two words side by side. Uh, they announced <laughs> they will be at E3, uh, yet they gave no indication of what games they will be featuring. But if I had to guess, it's most likely Doom Eternal because that's really all they have on their plate right now. So maybe something else, maybe the Elder yeah. Scrolls, maybe what else do they have? <laughs> With Bethesda, yeah, Skyrim Six finally. Yeah. I don't know. I doubt it. I, oh, I do too. I'm just I'm I'm leaning toward <laughs> Doom Eternal. That's that's what they're going to be pushing, I'm sure. And not talking about Fallout 76. Nope, nope. They're going to bury that. You should be like, don't talk about no, it. No, who anymore. knows? They'll probably announce the next big add-on for Fallout. It's going to be great. Mm. <laughs> These new bags for you. <laughs> uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two was announced. Oh my God! <laughs> you guys have no idea how much freaking hype I am. <laughs> I loved that freaking game. Oh, yeah. I know it's a new developer, so they better do right by it, man. Because, oh, my God. Yeah, the hype is <laughs> real around this. I noticed. Uh, it's going to have a release Dude, in early ahead, 2020 for anyone who's excited. <laughs> so you yes. st- still got to wait almost an entire year. I know, but yeah. still. Because, like, the community is what's kept that game alive. There is still a community out there that have forums still modding the other game. They're the ones who kept fixing it because the original developers disbanded. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, the game had so many bugs. And this was back when you had to buy the disc. It was, like, what, 2004? Mm-hmm. So, like, when stuff broke, you kind of had to go searching for a patch or whatever. The community kept fixing it, updating it, doing all this, adding mods to it. Like... They had a huge fan base, dude, and they better do right by it because, oh, my God, I loved that game so much. <laughs> I played through every class of vampire, except for the Nosferatu. It was just too annoying to have to keep going in the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be seen outside, you know, so it was just like, this one's hard, and I don't want to. I'd rather be the charismatic vampire who can talk their way out of everything. But, I mean, oh my God. I've never played it, but, I mean, you've just kind of sold me on the idea. Just It's such a cool <laughs> RPG, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like it flew under the radar when it initially um, released. I'm sure it was just one of those that I happened to see at, like, Best Buy or something when I was mm. game shopping one day and picked it up and took it home. But, yeah, there was, like, several different classes of vampires that you played. They all had their different skill sets. You know, the story itself didn't really change. Mm. But, like, the dialogue would, depending on, uh, you know, obviously which class you were, how people reacted to you. Um, 
it was really freaking it was a really good game well hopefully this one will live up to expectations because Me it's going to have a lot of hype around it and oh, if God. it doesn't with the community already behind it yeah yeah tread carefully <laughs> <laughs> another event that uh, might still be well it's not ongoing right now when you're listening to this but uh c or c2e2 is happening in chicago right now it's a uh or yep. has happened over the weekend you know how this works yeah anyway it was last weekend it's like a, a comic book event you know things like that uh but there was some video game announcements they uh Midway or NetherRealm Studios did a, a, a panel where they showcased Noob Cybot for Mortal Kombat 11, whose design looks pretty badass. A lot of his moves look badass. He had, of course, they they keep doing the move sets and the X-ray moves, and then the fatality or at least one. It was pretty awesome. I won't spoil it for because I've been doing that, and I know a lot of you are just like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they've been know. doing a lot of announcements <laughs> for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Man. Surprise us, would you please? Well, I mean, there, there are going to be a few, I'm sure, that we won't know. But I was actually surprised by this, and I didn't I didn't go on social media to see if anyone got pissed about this. I, Me personally, I was like, oh, cool, because they announced their first DLC character. And just, you know, to... to do a big reveal at the show mm-hmm. i i was excited but i can yeah. also i know from what i saw from youtube comments what people were expecting mm-hmm. you know they were just like spawn michael myers ah! <laughs> that's what they wanted this well, was not that. that right not not in mortal Kombat. oh well, okay yeah this was not that but again i'm excited because this also verified one of our truth or trash moments as they revealed Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, the actor who played Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, returning to portray Shang Tsung in the game. Oh, yeah. I remember you asking me that about that, and mm-hmm. I don't remember what I said because I didn't know. <laughs> he, will be, he will be the the game's first DLC character, but he is also portraying him in the crypt like Shang Tsung will be the host of the crypt this time around so it's not just okay. something you go into oh okay yeah, he yeah. shows up and he's like welcome to the crypt you know spend your blood yeah. coins or whatever the hell they are wisely and only blah, blah, blah. take what you need yeah so yeah. I thought that was cool because it was him you could see it. it's like oh shit that's the guy mm-hmm. but he looked like Shang Tsung from the old games so it's like they they meshed it together and it's it was amazing, so I'm excited about that. One thing I'm not excited about is the closed <laughs> beta for the game will take place between March 28th and 31st, Yeah, which means I will not be able to play Why it. Why would you do that? I don't know, but I won't be able to play it. That's so silly. You know, okay, developers, you know when big conventions are. Mm-hmm. Act accordingly. That's rude. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, son of a bitch. Not even one day. I know, like that's all of the dates. Yep. Yep. All of it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, okay. while we're on the subject, the producers of the Mortal Kombat film reboot said that they are actually looking to the MCU as inspiration for the tone of the film. Now, I was curious as to what they meant by that because I was like, so you're going to make it PG 13 again? You know, and then just make mm-hmm. it jokey and kooky and, ah, oh, it's. And again, I love my Marvel movies. I'm not I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying the tone, what exactly are you looking for? I think what they meant 
was it's still going to be kind of the dark, gruesome Mortal Kombat that we know, but mm-hmm. it might have that quippy one-liners because the games have kind of, if you look at Johnny Cage in the games, he is that yeah. smart-ass yeah. you know, character. So I think that's what they're talking about, is infusing that kind of humor along with the vicious violence and darkness to the game. So, yeah, okay. As long, I mean, if you make them like what you're doing with the games, f- fine. You know, do that. It's not that hard. You've already set a tone and a precedent for it, so just do that. Right. Um, Hellboy characters are coming to the game Brawlhalla. Yeah. I mean, if I played it, I might be excited. But <laughs> I, I've heard it's hey. fun. You know, I think uh, I saw... It's free, I believe. Right? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I, I can't... Don't quote me, because I get a lot of stuff for free, and I don't remember if it was, was free or if I was given a code. <laughs> hmm. I feel like it's free. I mean, it looks it looks like it would be kind of fun. It's like a Super Smash Brothers, but with different characters. And I guess the one selling point for me is if I wanted to play it, the um, Luchador from uh, Guacamelee's in it. So oh, nice! I that's, that's kind oh, of yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Legend of Zelda Crypt of the Necromancer crossover game called Cadence of Hyrule was announced for the Switch. Mm-hmm. I've never played. Crypt of the Necromancer, so I, I have no hype around this. But there you go. Yeah. People who do. Also, Cuphead is coming to the Switch. And that Microsoft Nintendo bro love I'm you. telling you. They, <laughs> they're up to something. I'm telling you. They're, they're that was an up. exclusive, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Studio H, or MDHR also said in a future update, Mugman will be a selectable character in the playable single-player mode. So now you can oh. do like if you want to be Mugman, you can be Mugman. You can be the Ooh. other color cup. Ooh. That's right. <laughs> but aren't they adding it? I don't know. Have they already done that DLC where they added that new character? If they have, it's went by me. I don't think. I so. remember they announced something, and there was going to be like a female yeah, Mug character or Cuphead character. Google can help. Glass girl or something. I don't know. I don't know her name. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not that. Anyway, um Oh, I do see her on here. Oh, she's cute. Yeah. What's her name? Cuz we need uh, a name. it's a Cuphead in the Delicious Last Course. Mrs. Chalice. Mrs. Or Ms. Chalice. Ms. Chalice. Okay, well, that's better than Glass Girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Much classier. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the, all that stuff coming happened. 2019, so it hasn't released. Okay. So that, that'll probably come later. She's adorable, though. <laughs> uh, God of War won Game of the Year awards at uh, South by Southwest and GDC. Woo! So good, good for yeah. him. Gearbox has teased a big announcement during PAX East. Possibly a new Bulletstorm game. I, I don't really care. Sure. I'm just saying yeah. that out loud. I don't care. <laughs> you guys get it. I mean, I, I get if you're a Bullet Bulletstorm fan, you're probably mm-hmm. excited, but I, I have no I have no cares for it. So Yeah. There you go. It's, but again, if everybody liked the same thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've never played well, them, so dull. I'm I might enjoy it if I did, but I I have no desire to the go. The backlog check it is out. too real. Hmm. Uh, and finally, Facebook has added a gaming tab on the site trying to throw its hat into the ring with other game streamer sites but i already kind of thought they were because yeah they i know had streaming yeah jason muse is pretty big on it i know he's yeah he's i don't know i don't use facebook my boy yeah i mean except for like 
you know, the the group or whatever. Right, but I, but I, I don't still forget to check because I'm. I, I don't feel like that there's outside of him. There's mm-hmm. a, a streamer that's the face of Facebook gaming. You know, not that comes to mind. No, no. so yeah. that's why I say him is like, well, you got Muse. I guess that's cool, right? That is. I mean, amazing. I like him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not dissing him. <laughs> yeah, I, I just mean that you know, you don't have anybody else in the streaming forum for that. Mm-hmm. Not that's made enough waves for us to know, apparently. Yeah. So then I don't know. All those Facebook watchers at home are going. What about my? <laughs> Tell us who it is. Mm-hmm. Send okay. us a message. It's time for truth or trash. Katrina, are you familiar with truth or trash? No, I am not. Yeah, because you don't oh, listen to the show. I do so not I. listen to the show. See, I'm sorry. She doesn't listen <laughs> to my show. Hey. Unless I force okay. her to. If I'm listening listen to, to the show, it's because I'm still laying in bed and him and Todd are out here talking very loudly. So. Oh, that's fair. Fair enough. All right. Well, truth- <laughs> she, she hears it live. Yeah, I yeah. hear it live. Uh, <laughs> anyway, truth or trash, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an item. Uh, a little headline. You have to tell me if you think it's true or trash. Oh, Lord. It's, okay. It's very simple. <laughs> very simple. Trust me, it's mostly guessing. Yeah. Okay. Carefully, he's tricky, though. I can be. <laughs> All right. So, first thing EA Access, which mm-hmm. is EA's own personal gaming, th- kind of like what you were talking about, game launcher or whatever. Mm-hmm. EA Access is coming to the PlayStation 4. It's currently on the Xbox One. Just throwing that out there. I'm going to say trash. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say true. Okay. So one trash, one true. Yeah. Okay. And? Just because why would Do we get to find out what it is? No, because we don't know. This is all rumors. This is all rumors. We'll find out like later, maybe. I guess the only reason I say trash is because they. PlayStation and Xbox have this like hate for each other. Yeah, but it's EA's. Right, EA is independent of that. Yeah, they just want to sell their games still. on whatever platform people about them want. Oh, I'm still gonna stick with trash. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> now they may not cross platform with each other, like yeah. for multiplayer or whatever. Yeah, but which would be well, amazing if you know EA's Xbox greedy. and PlayStation ever did that crap. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, no. they've they've been talking about it. They're just being so fickle about it. I know. They need to get over themselves. I know. <laughs> okay. But they're the I best. see. I didn't bring a pen today. I should have. That's fine. You I'll, and your freaking Well, pen. hey, I've got it recorded, <laughs> so at least I can go back and, and look at it. Okay. Uh, the next thing I've got is the 2019 edition of Call of Duty, whatever that may be, yeah. will not feature Battle Royale modes. Oh. Trash. I know nothing of Call of Duty. Well, we're just talking about the <laughs> Battle Royale, Battle Royale, which is like, is like Fortnite. Oh. And PUBG. God, I hope it's trash. Well, they've been, everybody's on board with it. They love this stuff. Like, Ugh. as a mode. Yeah. So, yeah. will that feature Battle Royale modes? Will it not? Totally will. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lace. Okay. Trash? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. If it doesn't, I will be shocked. Okay. The next chapter of Dead by Daylight will be based around the Evil Dead. I know where you got this, too. (laughs) 
I'm so torn. Well, I didn't say who was going to be in it. I just said no, things. but I remember I sent you the little I thingy, know. and I. So I mean, can't find anything on it. You gotta admit, <laughs> a killer, just being that, like the deadites. That would be awesome. Um, I believe you're gonna put cool. Ash in it as a survivor. I'm sorry, and don't voice it because if you do anybody but Bruce, you're gonna break my heart. Mm. Yeah. I hope it's a truth. Okay. I want it to be really true, but I think it's trash. All right. So one truth, one trash. That's fair. That's fair. I can't let my heart rule everything. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, next year, Walmart will integrate video games trash. into its voodoo <laughs> streaming service. What is voodoo? It's like their movie streaming service right now. Okay. Oh, see, that's a hard one, too. I'm sorry. I totally talked over you. You did. So they're going to put games <laughs> on their streaming service. Is what they will said. integrate video games into Voodoo. Hmm. You didn't say what kind of video games. I just said video games. Yeah. So for all I know, it could be Flash playing garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'm going to say true because everyone's doing it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't say it was AAA quality. Did not. I'm going to say true because Walmart is a money-hungry hoe bag, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I have no weird news, so oh. I apologize. But I do have something that you can buy for a dollar in our mm-hmm. segment known as I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Lace, I, I don't know if you, you know, because I've always tried to hawk you some Kingdom Hearts merch, and you never seem to want it. So I'm, nope. I'm kind of sorry. I'm, oh, I got the side eye hardcore. Yeah, but I, I feel I like know. Katrina oh, might want it. this, so I, fu- oh, I finally feel like I'm going to have a sale. There you go, because yeah, Todd usually doesn't. Yeah, want he, he, wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't want it either. Uh, it's something practical, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like if you're familiar with franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd really think this is awesome because if you happen to be in a rainstorm, having a, a keyblade by your side that turns into an umbrella yes. might be ideal. <laughs> Presenting the keyblade umbrella, which is designed with a keyblade handle, a canopy that features Sora, Goofy, Riku, Donald Duck, and Kyrie, and a sleeve that includes a strap with the phrase, May your heart be your guiding key printed on Oh, my God. You better buy that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're already sold. She doesn't care how much it is. There you go. I'm totally sold. We actually went to Books a Million. Uh, Was that our anniversary? Mm -hmm. Yes. We went to Books a Million, and they actually have the Master Sword from Legends of Zelda as an umbrella, and it's freaking oh, nice. amazing. And yeah. he wanted it. I did. I was so like, oh, yeah. he can have the Master Sword, and my ass is going to own a Keyblade. <laughs> there you go. Now, this item doesn't come out until May, but you can pre-order it, pre-order it now. April showers, you're missing an opportunity. I, yeah, right? you know, I was thinking that same thing. Then again, here in Tennessee, it's been raining just about every freaking day. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so bad that Walmart had a display of umbrellas right by the door. Yeah. It's like, here, you know you need this. Yeah. This is why you're here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so how much would you pay for this amazing umbrella? Well, if I'm going off of how much, you know, the Master Sword costs, that sucker was like 79 bucks. Was it? 
Yeah. I feel like it was less. Okay. The big one was, yeah. Well, it's books a million too, so everything's like super overpriced. Yeah, anyway. you can you can scan everything in their store on Amazon and yeah. be like, oh, I can get this ten bucks cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Like we found a book, a yeah. uh, Mario book, and it was what like 50? twenty bucks. Oh yeah, twenty. And on Amazon, it was like ten. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. I hate I well. hate it for him, but you know that's you're gonna go out of business. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You kind of got to and mm-hmm. or do price match. See, because we found a smaller one that was Kingdom Hearts, and it was like, I think thirty or forty bucks. I don't well, know. Their much, umbrellas. How much do you think expensive. this is going to be? This is a full size umbrella. I'd say probably like the eighty dollar range. Like just, I mean, it's it's an umbrella, like a regular. Yeah, just okay. a regular old umbrella, but with a keyblade handle and all this other. Is it officially licensed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see Damn anything. Steven, this is the one question I, know, I ask right? they, every time. They, we're like not, playing they, prices right here. What is wrong with you? They did not put it in. Never check if it's licensed. They did not put it into the description. It's not my fault they didn't put it in there. Okay. Let's just so say we'll yes. Say no. Oh, okay. We'll say yes. Sure. Disney. Okay. Oh. Well. Square. <laughs> okay. Either way, how much are you paying for this? I'd say well, I'm not buying it. <laughs> but, but if you did, uh, but if I did, well, sh- the way you were describing the other one, I'm gonna go with eighty dollars then. Okay, it's probably too much. He's gonna tell me it's like thirty bucks. God, I hope it's thirty bucks. <laughs> well, come on. I'm gonna say a hundred just because. Okay, y'all are getting a lot of umbrellas. <laughs> Because it's only thirty seven ninety nine. I told you I was like he's gonna say like thirty bucks. I always and that means you better I buy it no for me. It's only thirty dollars. Thirty seven. I will underpay or overpay and? so hard on everything. Yeah. I cannot place value. Mother's Day is coming up. That's true. That better um, be my but, present. <laughs> but if it comes out after Mother's Day, I can't. I don't well, care when it comes out. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Uh, my birthday's at the end of the year, so sure. you know. <laughs> but it'll, it won't be raining. Or an I love you. I don't care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, we know what she's getting sometime this year. Exactly. There you go. All right, it's time for some release dates. Uh, first, on March 26th, the game that Todd wanted, was just so eager to jump into a week early, MLB The Show 19 for PlayStation 4. Remember he was you trying to slide that in last, last week? Yeah, that's true. Like, but it's sh- coming out. Yeah. But Next true. week, you fool. <laughs> Calendars are hard. I know. Uh, the Walking Dead, the Telltale series, the final season, episode four. Take us back for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Plus, the full collection on disc will be out. So if you just want to go out and do like I was doing, is just Todd waiting. said he was waiting for that, right? Yeah. I, I just yeah. I decided I'd wait, too, because I wasn't going to all that mess as it was might as well just wait until it was complete i still have to finish the third one to be fair yeah i mean i I wanted to play this i was excited last year when we saw that panel at pax and everything went to shit well then everything happened here (laughs) isn't that funny it's a a year later and the final episode is just now coming out (laughs) never know what's going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. man uh dragon marked for death on the nintendo switch generation zero for playstation 4 xbox one and pc Nero, Nothing Ever Remains Obscure for Nintendo Switch. The Princess Guide for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. 
Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist, Altiers of the wor New World for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Outward for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel for PlayStation 4. The Air Conflicts Collection for Nintendo Switch. Final Fantasy VII for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Yes! The old one. Oh, I don't even care. Well, it's the old one. I, you you I can get you care. can get on the PlayStation and the Vita right. It's on the Vita right now. You just never play it. I hate the Vita. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy Fifteen uh, episode Arden for PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Uh, Danganronpa, Danganronpa. That sounds right. Trilogy for PlayStation Four. <laughs> The Lego Movie 2 video game for Nintendo Switch. Meh. Xenon Racer for Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Space Junkies for PlayStation 4 and PC. And Galaxy. <laughs> Get it? Galaxy. Uh huh. Uh -huh. What? Galaxy. <laughs> Galaxy. Galaxy. Get it? Galaxy. Ah. The Void. Alex. Uh okay. The Void for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Galaxy The Void. Lace fail. It's okay. Uh, March 27th, we have Windscape for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. And Alien Cruise for Xbox One. Then on the 28th, we have Gwent, the Witcher card game. Crimson Curse for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The World Next Door. For, all these are for the Nintendo Switch. Let me just say that up front right now. Let's make it so much easier. The rest of these for March on March 28th for the Nintendo Switch. The World Next Door. Fun Fun Animal Park. Gods Remastered. Lyrica. She Remembered Caterpillars. Okay. Uh, War Party. Ultra Wings. Istanbul Digital Edition. And Inferno Climber Reborn. All for the Nintendo Switch. Also, uh, quick fair warning, I'm going to go into next week since we're technically not going to have a regular show next Monday, mm -hmm. so we're going to, I'm extending the release dates just a little bit. Uh, on March 29th, we have Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, which I kind of want to play, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, Yoshi's Crafted World for Nintendo Switch, Tropico 6 for PC, Legendary 11 for PlayStation 4, and Operencia the Stolen Sun for Xbox One. April 2nd, we have Sword and Fairy 6 for PlayStation 4, Anger Force Reloaded for the Switch, Bomber Crew Complete Edition for the Switch, Darksiders War Mastered Edition, and Spellkeeper both for the Switch. And on April 4th, we have Overwhelm for the Switch. Then finally, on April 5th, we have yet another Zombie Defense Game HD for Nintendo Switch and Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission for Nintendo Switch and PC. <laughs> and scene. And <laughs> so, it's time to play... What the hell did you just say? Katrina, this is going to be fun for you. So what Yay. we do in What the Hell Did You Just Say is mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the name of a real PC game. Uh -huh. And you have to tell me what you think it might be about. Oh, Lord. Okay. okay. Now, Todd is not very good at this. <laughs> so if you are worried. I have declined as well in my abilities, so don't feel bad. Yeah, so if you feel like <laughs> you're not going to do well, don't. don't. I mean, Todd, you're, you're 
bear your your. So in other words, line, don't do bar. as bad as Todd. <laughs> I mean, if you can just do equally as good as Todd, I mean, you'll be fine. You just be, you know, filling in for his terrible game choices. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> but hey, you might do better. I mean, we had a guest last week who just nailed it. That was, oh God, yeah, he was great. All right, so uh, Lace, mm-hmm. tell me what you think "Bears in Tanks" is about. <laughs> like in tanks yeah. or and tanks? No, in tanks. Bears. Bears in tanks. In tanks. This totally sounds like a tower defense game of sorts. So you've got, you know, the the bears that are inside the tanks that are, you know, shooting the waves of, I don't know, what's a bear nemesis? Uh, I don't people. think they have so, nemesis. Huh? How about bees? <laughs> bees? Oh, there you go. There you go. That could be bees. That, 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 that's an upgrade later sure. on. Like, you know. So, yeah, the waves the of uh, people <laughs> who are deforesting the area and... Um, they need it, obviously, to live and survive, and uh, they're protecting their caves and all this kind of stuff. So as the waves of people come through, um, they have to shoot them, and you can upgrade to be inside the tanks. Mm-hmm. You upgrade to get helicopters. Um, sometimes it's panda bears, maybe even. <laughs> um, black bears, brown bears, whatever kind of bear you can think of. Um, you can even upgrade, I think, to get like spider monkeys. To help defend, you know, just because. Why not? Why not? Um, and then, like you said, it, it's people. Then maybe the bees will be the next wave, which will definitely be harder, mm-hmm. you know, to to fight off because they're quicker and they're smaller. Um, and that's it. That's it? <laughs> okay, well. It's a, t- it's a cave defense game in waves of bears and tanks killing people and, and bees and whatever else could be in the forest to kill you. Maybe frogs. Like Would, poisonous frogs. Do you want to know what it is about? Kind of. Oh, we actually know this week. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I pulled it up. So uh, this is this is directly from the uh, developer. What happens when you give the world's most dangerous mammal access to the world's most dangerous machine? Blow your friends away in this free-for-all tank fight. Can you be the best bear? With its roots roots based on top-down tank fighting games from the Atari age, Dragonside Studios presents its first game, Bears and Tanks. Five-player games require four controllers and one person on keyboard. It features out-of-tank combat, five different tank models with unique abilities and stats, multiple seats for gaining advantage on mutual enemies, and seven unique stages to battle on. So it's like World of Tanks meets Bears. Kind of, yeah. Like I said, well, then. like <laughs> I, yours sounded more like Plants versus Zombies type. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Katrina. All right. Well, whose game would you play, Steven? I mean, the developers or my? Well, I mean, I don't think I'd play either of them. <laughs> I mean, yours yours did kind of have a, a bit of a, an interesting twist on it, I guess, because the bees. You know, I, I want to see bears and bees fight each other. For some reason. It's a lot of swatting. Yeah. So, um, there's that. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll play your game. What if I added circus hats on the bears? Yes, yes. <laughs> Optional costume designs for the bears. Yeah, like for a dollar you can buy this. Sure. Okay. They have a little unicycle tank. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Let's see? All right. All right. <laughs> Katrina, mm-hmm. what is Snake 
versus snake. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> my first thought is that, you know, it's like the one game you used to play that snake and spider one or scorpion or whatever in the frack it was. But then I also think of the snake character from whatever in the hell that game is. <laughs> I don't know. What game is it? I don't know. He's a dude. You mean Metal Gear? Yeah. Ah. Isn't his name Snake? Yeah. Hides in the boxes. Mm. <laughs> I have it's no all I remember freaking too. right. Hides in boxes. <laughs> uh, so you either have two dudes hiding in boxes fighting each other or you got two snakes fighting each other i have no freaking clue okay it's a stupid sounding game well let me tell you what it is okay Uh, snake versus snake is a fast-paced snake game with insane battle mode and power-ups and much much more inspired by the old classical snake game on pc where the snake would just kind of go around Um, and the thing and it would grow and grow and grow like the balls Mm -hmm. or whatever it's a uh-huh. much faster-paced arcade version with local multiplayer support. You can have one to six players battle it out in the battle mode. Use power-ups to defeat the other snakes. Uh, got no one to play with? Don't worry, you can play against Snake AI. And you can play the uh, good old classic endless mode like uh, you used to do way back when. So it's just, you know, snakes. That is freaking stupid. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not playing your game, by the way. Oh, well, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how we know who won. All right, Lace. <clears throat> what is sheep collision? Sheep collision? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This sounds like just like one of those sandbox games. Um, kind of like what was the goat simulator, right? <laughs> so, um the whole point of the game is to see how many sheep you can explode by ramming them into each other at different speeds, right? So, like, let's just say the opening scene is you falling asleep. And you know how you count sheep to fall asleep, right? Mm-hmm. So once you've entered your dream state, now it's sheep slaughter, right? So <laughs> you can build all of these different contraptions that is uh, a really huge slingshot Mm -hmm. that you put the sheep in. And as you're counting the sheep, the whole point is to try to hit it at the right time and they explode. Um, Maybe you can even upgrade to like uh, a a sheep machine gun where you're just like loading them up in there and the sheep that you're trying to count are running away and they're very sad, right? Because they just want to help you fall asleep and you're just trying to <laughs> slaughter them all with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like as the levels progress, maybe, you know, the sheep are trying to... Um, Oh, I lost that thread. But yeah, we're just going to keep go- doing that. Like you, you upgrade the different machinery that you can shoot the sheep at each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's black sheep that you're shooting at the the white sheep that's going over that's trying to um, put you to sleep. And then maybe there's that golden sheep that pops away around too that's just like that's, that's the one you want to hit. But he goes really fast, man. Mm-hmm. So you better have built the right machinery to, to explode this sheep with another sheep. All right. Um, I'm not playing that because the real. Really? I know. I would totally play it. Just it watch them like, like a couple of minutes. The dude, real game. Each awesome. other. The real game actually <laughs> yeah. seems kind of fun. 
because it is a party <laughs> game for up to four human or uh, computer-controlled players. The game features several different levels in which the goal is to defeat your opponents by pushing them out of the meadow. You know, so you're in a... See? Like via a slingshot or... <laughs> but it's it's more like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sumo wrestling. You got to shove them out of the, the thing. So you're a sheep sumo wrestler? Well, not really. You're just like a sheep herder gently you gotta... moving the sheep out of the way. What fun is that? You got you to gotta ram into each other and shove them out. The last player standing wins the round and the first player to win... Uh, a set of numbered round wins the game. You can do a free-for-all, but you can also do two versus two. Every level is different, or has different type of game modes. The sheep have unique skins, going from regular sheep to uh, what looks to be devil sheep. Uh, red with 666 printed on his fur, or whatever. Yeah, but at the end of my game, you can have lamb chops. That's all I'm saying. Eh, it's true, true, true. Uh, there's interesting ways to defeat opponents, like uh, strapping a bomb to your back. Uh, there's... I'm telling you, man. There's even... It wasn't that far off. There's even <laughs> random reward boxes. So, you know, loot crates. We all love those, right? Of course. Yeah. So, sheep collision. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. All right. Well, then. All right, Fine, Katrina. Mm. I'm going to look up your last one before we get into it, because I think... I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what is to catch a monkey? To catch a monkey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to catch a monkey. Uh, well, maybe you're in a zoo and the monkeys escape and you have to catch them. I don't freaking know. All these games sound so stupid. That's usually what he goes for. Yeah, I don't think I would pay money game. for any of them. I really don't. You, you have no idea? No. <laughs> but what would you, I mean, if you're just trying to catch a monkey. Well, that's the title of the freaking game. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what mechanic would, would we catch him with? I like, know. maybe the dude on, with a net. Yeah. Nets, traps, tranquilizer gun. Maybe the monkey's Ooh. out of control. That'd be fun. Shoot the monkey. I mean, you're. I guess you're not really that far off. I guess just what kind of game would you want it to be do you have any ideas is it like a platformer is it a puzzle game is it what is it i would like imagine a platformer because i can't imagine it'd be a puzzle game well i mean it kind of has this... is it a freaking puzzle game well i mean it's it kind of reminds me of um what's that game they used to ah, crap fire uh, breath of fire yeah, where it's like grid based, and you got to move with the grids and minesweeper and the grids and all that stuff. Oh, like you're really to yeah. guide the monkey through or whatever. So the test monkeys have escaped the lab, and you must catch the furry friends before the professor finds out. You chase them into traps with the tools you have at your disposal, massive, massive explosions, and fiery death. How's that catching the monkeys? You're just freaking slaughtering them. I mean, you know. But you caught them. <laughs> I mean, it's loud no noises or potential death is what it says. So you use flashbangs, bombs, missiles, and firebombs to scare them into the trap. Uh, but you also have to kill rabid monkeys because they don't. you don't want them to spread their cooties. Of course not. Yeah. So here's, here's an interesting thing. I'm not actually making fun of this. I just I happened to notice this thing, and I, I thought this was kind of neat. To Catch a Monkey is actually made by adults on the autism spectrum. Uh, at non-parel, I'm hoping I'm saying that 
Institute, autistic adults uh, gain digital technology skills in various domains and work toward building games and items for the digital marketplace. So while doing so, our members also acquire social and vocational skills that prepare them for success in higher education and employment settings. That's cool. That's cool. So look at that. We, we looked Very up something. Nice. and yeah. That's neat. All right. Well, there you go. And I'm not giving you a point because experience. you didn't. I don't want you your damn even, point. Okay. Your well, game you, sound retarded. That game was made by autistic people. <laughs> Have a little respect. <clears throat> okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're going to end the show talking about what we're expecting from PAX because, I mean, I really don't have any direct expectations. I mean, I know we've talked before that um, we want to go go see our friends at uh, Stone Lantern. You know, yes. they're going to be in the big mega booth this year, so, which is awesome. Yeah, I saw that. That's super, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's good. I'm excited for them. Totally deserved. Yeah, well deserved. But I guess the one thing I'm hoping for, I guess I guess this would be my expectation. I hope we, we find something like that again, like we, we did with I them, you know. We stumble upon a game no one seems to be paying attention to, but there's a gem right there, you know, and we're like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be one of those games. That's what I want to happen again. I'm not saying it will. That's a long shot, but I want to have that experience again of just discovering a game that no one seems to be paying attention to. But we can yeah. look at it and say this is going to be something. For whatever it is, it's going to be something. But to be fair to them, though, like maybe not the first day, but by the second day, yeah. they had a really nice problem to have by having to add in more computers and things like that, yeah. you know, so. I mean, that was clear <clears throat> based on us finding them and knowing that it was special. It's like this game needs to blow up immediately, you know, mm-hmm. and it did. Luckily, it did for them. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what kind of. Uh, reaction their game gets this year hopefully it'll get mm-hmm. a lot of love which I, I can't imagine it wouldn't i'd love to see right. where they're at with the game because i mean just outside of the demo we've been i've been seeing a lot of stuff on kickstarter where they're adding stuff and everything so i'm excited to see what you know to actually see it in action and get to play it right so uh, i'm excited about that um i I'm, i believe um explosive entertainment's going to be there again so i'd love to see i think so update on cyanide and happiness that's another thing i've been following where a lot of kickstarter uh donators there's it's it's kind of like split down the middle there's a lot of them that seem to be very irate that the game is not out i thought it was supposed to be by now it technically was it was supposed to be out by the end of last year but they've been adding stuff. They've been trying to keep people in the know, saying, hey, we're really trying to make this a solid game. We want it to be the best it can be for you. Plus, they did say that it's going to be released in episodes, but they are looking to try and develop all the episodes together so that when they go to release it, you're not going to have to wait X amount of months or however long for the next episode to come out. Like you could be able to play mm-hmm. episode one and then expect episode two to come out the very next month and so on and so forth. So it's not like a telltale game scenario where it, you, you promise me it's going to be out next month and the shit's not here. So where is it? Right. So I think that's what they, they want to lock it down to, to make sure that they can deliver everything they want the, the gamers to have immediately. And I get that. I appreciate that. You know, we've talked about delays on this show before. 
Delays can be a good thing. You know, they're working on it. They want to make the best product. Don't give me a half-assed game. Give me the best you have. Right. And, and it's got to be so much more stressful from a Kickstarter because, like, mm-hmm. these people put up their money yeah. to have your game made. I could only imagine what the pressure from that feels like. And then just to imagine those same types of people are probably trying to keep putting their own input on what they want from the game, mm-hmm. which might have been a little bit different than what the developers already had in mind. It's like, can, can you easily turn that off? Yeah. I mean, I'll be, you know? I mean, being a Kickstarter supporter to the game, you know, I'm. I don't feel anxious about it. You know, I've put my money into to the game and I trust that they're going to deliver. And am I a little disappointed it's not out yet? Sure. But not to the point that I'm going to just start berating them for not having it Well, we're it a different breed, though. Like, we don't usually lose our freaking minds over delays. I yeah. lose my freaking mind if you released a game that, you know, wasn't finished or had a ton of garbage bugs or, you know, like, that's when mm. I'm like, really... Especially you wanted 60 bucks and then you couldn't even be bothered to, to finish it or, you know, PC gaming's a little differently. I give some forgivenesses there because everybody's innards are different for their mm-hmm. PC. So sometimes you can't just match every single combination of something together to see what might conflict. But like on a console, dude, you know what you're working with? Yeah. You know, you've tested it, right? You know, mm-hmm. so... I feel like the game will be will be perfect when it comes out. I feel like it will deliver on everything that they promised. It's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I trust that when it happens, it will be it'll be fine and it'll be well worth the wait. So I personally am not upset by it. I, I right. mean, I want them to do the best they can, and that's it. You know, just you take your time and make sure that it's done right. I don't want a right. shit game. I don't want to look at this and say, well, there went my money. You know, this is garbage. No, I put good money into it. And I want to make sure that it was well worth it. Yeah. So that's just me. But I, I was trying to see if I could get like a list of, you know, developers or games that might be there. And I didn't, I didn't really see anything. They didn't update the I mean, the list. best you can do is I guess like the floor map does tell you all the studios <laughs> mm-hmm. that are going to be there and developers. Um, that's actually what I was just looking up right now to see, but it doesn't necessarily say what they're showcasing mm-hmm. on the map. And then you could kind of go through like the schedule of events, but, sure. um, which I'm okay with. Yeah. I don't mind being surprised. It looks like on their front page of the mega <clears throat> indie mega booth, they've got like a couple that they've decided to highlight. Um, so yeah, but, and P cubes going to be there again too. Nice. Stay. Mm-hmm. And that was another one that like, was literally one tiny screen off to the side in the middle where it had like a ton of other games going on around mm-hmm. it. And they've done really well for themselves oh, yeah. for that game too. So I'm excited to meet with them again and shake their hand and mm-hmm, absolutely give them the attaboys because they did a great job. For sure. You got any expectations? Yes, actually. Uh, one of them, I'm hoping that they'll have the game Dreams there. Yeah, there, I have heard that. I, yeah really want to see that one i want to see how exactly you play it and i guess the not only playing the other people's creations but seeing how exactly you create your own Mm -hmm. levels and everything and then the one that you shared to me which i had to look up because i could not remember the name (laughs) is the uh summer in maria it's a kickstarter game i think i'm pronouncing that right yeah i think i remember what you're talking about it's like an anime game yeah yes 
if you summer and mara yeah that was that um not. Uh, where'd it go yeah it's oh, kind of blaring out it, it had a very oh yeah anime style to yes. it and i thought <clears throat> that was really cool uh but yeah I, I hope that's there i'd love to check that out it makes me yeah. think of uh like animal crossing mm-hmm. meets um what's that one you and the girls like playing so much it's like where it's like the farming game and stuff oh, like Harvest that. Moon. Yes, mm-hmm. like Animal Crossing meets Harvest Moon, and I love the style and just the video that Stephen shared with me was just freaking gorgeous, and I really want to try playing it if it's there. Like, uh, well, I, I, I could see it being there, <laughs> so yeah, we'll definitely look for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I last year, like I tried to make a game plan and then just said screw it and wander. <laughs> and I found like the best things that way, you know. But I think I, like I was like, oh, I like this one. I like this stuff. I like this stuff. I like this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the nine times out of ten, I never found them anyway, mm-hmm. unless it was by accident. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to wander in the indie part and just call it a day. I think as far as planning goes, the best way to plan anything there, I feel like, is if you are committed to something you want to do. Like, the only thing I really, well, I think there were a few things we, we kind of planned. There was a panel or two that we did that we planned for. Right. Um, the VR thing, that when we got to try those right. VR games, we had, you actually had to schedule a time to go there. Right. So you, and I got kicked out. Yeah. So there was, we could plan that. <laughs> they still let me play. I shouldn't be a jerk about it. But, like, I, st- I did get kicked out of the app, even though I got accepted. Yeah. And the rest of you got a barcode. And I'm like, well, where's my barcode? It just said, thank you. We got your time. And then the app crashed. And then, of course, it was gone by the time, mm-hmm. you know, I went back. But but you planned for that. <laughs> uh, I planned for the, the in, was it the Nintendo booth? And that yeah. that was planning because I had to wait in line for, for an hour time. or mm-hmm. more so that was one of those if you if you want to get in there you want to play anything plan on it because you're going to be waiting for a while once you get in you are can they stay. having another thing this year i i would have no doubt yeah. with all the indie games that they're pushing now mm-hmm. i guess the question would be is there anything in there worth checking out like right. is there something in there that i just must get my hands on because last year it was all about travis strikes again yeah this year I don't know. I of thought anything. you wanted to see no more heroes, though, too. Well, that's that's what that was. Is that the, right one? the Travis. Oh, Strikes I'm sorry. Again. Yeah. You were just calling the actual name of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so see how far I follow it. Exactly. But I, I can't think of any indie games that they would have that I just must get my hands on. But there may be something in there. So I don't know. I'll have to kind of yeah. pass by it, kind of give it a glance and be like, oh, is there, do I want to wait an hour to get in there? Because that was the only reason I went in there last last time was just for that beyond that i have no real desires for the switch i have nothing driving me to that point because i don't have one so i you know i really don't have a desire to to wait in line yeah so we'll see yeah you know that might change um but i I know one thing that you might not think about that you would be excited for but i think Mm -hmm. you will be once you get there cosplay There'll be so much of it. I, when I was there last year, there was so much cosplay, and I had no clue. Most any cons a lot of that of it. nature, it's going to have people doing it, yeah. So I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, I know Katrina would would know exactly what that is, appreciate the hell out of it, and want a picture with it, but I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. And mm-hmm. I'm bringing my camera, so yeah. I'm super excited. So, <laughs> and they'll take pictures with you, so yeah, pictures abound. Oh, cosplayers are freaking amazing. They're mm-hmm. very social people. 
And I, I mean, that's kind of the point I would imagine yeah. too, is you're kind of hopeful someone will appreciate all the hard work that you've put oh, in yeah. for it, you know, cause like you can tell this is a labor of love and time mm-hmm. and cause off the rack doesn't cut it. Oh you know? no. When you're doing stuff like true this, cla- like these people cosplayers, so yeah. much effort. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even to just hear like, nice job. That's gotta right? be good. Cause like, yeah, damn. <laughs> Uh, I'll go ahead and throw in for Todd what his expectation expectation will be for us to do for him is we have to play okay. Days Gone because it's going to be there. Is it there? He said it will be. In the sun. And he was so <clears throat> he was so upset <laughs> because it was like you guys are going to get to play it and I won't <laughs> be there and I'm like I'll play it for you and I'll let you know. I was going to say I don't think I would have stopped otherwise, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, "Oh, look, okay." But you no, know, he's been I'm really there for like the the smaller games, sure. you know? But he's dying to play it, so I said Although I did do Detroit Become Human, but that was unexpected. I didn't know it was going to be there and of course but you, you wanted love it. for David Cage. Yeah. So as soon as we came down the escalator, I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to go there first and get that out of the way mm-hmm. so I can go do the other things." So that that'll probably a probably be a waiting game for us at one point because I at least want to do that for him just to okay. say we got to get our hands on it, play it, and I can kind of share that with him. Yeah. So just just that. But I don't know. I mean it's it's I don't want to say it's a crapshoot, but it's we don't know what to expect and I think that's the beauty of it. Especially when we were mm-hmm. talking about last year when we did our podcast day after day, we were just in it. You know, it's like, oh, this is what we found. Oh, this is what we found. And we had that excitement Mm -hmm. of what we found and just being able to talk about it. So that's what I'm looking forward to do again this year is just discovering something and talking about it with the passion that the developers put into it. So that's my expectation for PAX. Yep. But that's all we got. That's our show. Um, Thank you to everyone who listens out there. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. And there's going to be a little bonus uh, few this week. So keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You can shoot us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com. Uh, we'll even read it on the show if you do that. You can support the show by pressing a like button. You can leave reviews on your preferred platform. You can even go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions and uh, help us that way if you feel like throwing in a dollar should you want to share the love you can tell your friends to find us on the pencil and paper podcast network found on apple Podcasts, podbean spotify google play stitcher youtube wherever you listen to your podcasts and as we've been talking about tune in later this week as we return for our three-day special coverage of pax east bringing you first-hand accounts of everything we get to see and play You can follow us on the aforementioned social media sites and we'll post pictures and videos of the expo floor as we get it. And who knows, maybe we might do a live thing if it's even humanly possible. But (laughs) I'm not going to promise it. I'm just saying if if it's... No promises on that. It's pretty rough in those cons without like the pro stuff Mm -hmm. going in there and totally press passing it and whatnot. Right. So (laughs) maybe just... Keep your eyes at least for the for the pictures and the occasional video that we may post. So it'll it'll be there on Twitters and Instagrams and the whole nine yards. But anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey Finley. I'm Katrina White. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.